Welcome, my dear friends, to the Friday special episode of the Mind of Roba podcast. I'm your host, Roba Zeddin, and I invite you to join me on this journey where I hope I can bring a smile to your face. In today's episode, we'll be talking about life as a Sudanese immigrant. A large portion of the Sudanese population live permanently in foreign countries, not getting the chance to experience the culture and traditions of Sudan. Since it is Friday special, and special means special, we'll be having our first podcast guest, an intellect who loves to wander in the world's mysteries and truth. As an immigrant myself who was born and raised in Saudi Arabia for the first 18 years of my life, I thought it would be the perfect discussion with someone who was raised in the United Arab Emirates. Each word and every phrase we share today has been carefully chosen to awaken the dormant dreams, hopes, and aspirations that reside deep within us all. It is my sincere desire that this episode becomes a respite from the chaos of the world, offering you a momentary escape into a world of pure imagination, where happiness and peace intertwine. Let's get straight into it. I offer my warmest welcome to our podcast guest, Aya Ayman. Hello, Ruba. I'm really excited to be here and share my story with you and the world. For those of you who don't know me, I was born in Canada, and then we traveled to UAE, where I was raised. I lived there until I was in sixth grade. Then my family decided to move to Sudan so that we can get closer to our relatives and get to know more about our culture and traditions. At first, It was really, really hard. I couldn't accept the fact that I had to leave my people and continue my education in Sudan, even though it was my country and my home. I wasn't used to it at all. Like, yes, I visited for vacations in the past. However, I always knew that I was going back to UAE, which I considered my home. As you all know, The life back there and in Sudan is completely different. Don't you agree, Roma? Yes, it's completely different. Unlike you, I came to Sudan to continue my higher education. It was not my first time in Sudan. We used to visit it from time to time. I really loved the energy that my cousins had, along with all the weddings, parties, and hanging out in the Hosh when the electricity cut off. A Hosh is a front yard, by the way. So, Aya, what was life like back in the UAE? Tell me more about it. <sighs> UAE, the United Arab Emirates. The place where everything was available. The country that didn't have many of my relatives, but always felt like home. I always felt like I belonged. UAE is known for its organized and systematic lifestyle from driving in streets, to the levels in school, educations, to every single big and small detail in your life. I really enjoyed my childhood there, and I was able to do anything I wanted, even though I'm a girl. 
everything was easily accessible and safe. It was very normal for girls to go horse riding, ride their bicycles in streets, play basketball and football. I was actually a sport person because it was supported by teachers and they always told us that we can be anything we want to be. However, even though life was easier and more organized in UAE, Sudan taught me more than any other country could have. But still, there are many negatives in Sudan. For example, it is very hard for girls to do what they want. It is like a taboo. Culture-wise, tradition-wise, and family-wise, it is like we were meant to stay home, study and visit relatives, and that's it. Oh, for me, it's completely different. In Saudi, I felt like I was caged just like a bird. In the past, it was actually a very strict Islamic country, and females were looked at as if they are walking since. Yes, I understand the luxury enjoyed the Saudi and UAE have, and I truly enjoyed and still enjoy my time in the Gulf countries. However, I never felt like I belonged. My Arabic accent was very mixed between the Saudi accent, Egyptian accent, Jordanian, and every single accent of every single person I met. Oh, and to add to the mixture, my broken Sudanese accent. It was like I always wanted to be someone else and never myself, never my own country. The reason to that is people usually don't understand our accent. They tell us it's very fast and sounds like we are rapping or mad. Like, did you ever experience that? You know, I actually spoke in my Sudanese accent, but yes, People always found it so hard to understand. From time to time, I had to translate what I meant. So, I feel you. Ooh, I like how confident you were back in the days. I was a very sensitive child and they made me insecure about my accent. Also, there wasn't any Sudanese representation that could make the younger me stand tall and proud of my country. This all was so hard for me. Even if I had the best food, the best house and services, it really, really just never felt like home. That's why when I left to Sudan, I was actually very excited to go there. I was ready to finally experience life. My family felt bad for me and never wanted me to study there. But since my brothers all studied in UMST, I really, really wanted what they had. And girl, I am so glad that I came to Sudan for university. It literally turned my life around and made me a better person. I remember you wanted to talk about this too when we were on a call. So Aya, how did your mindset change? Were you able to get used to all the differences? Oh yes, I do remember. And actually, my mindset changed 180 degrees from grade 7 till university time. At the beginning, the studying techniques and rules were so different. I wasn't used to being 100% dependent on myself, 
which was something everyone around me was so good at. In UAE, we had schedules, weekly plans, and homework was given at the beginning of the week, and not just on the day off. Everything was so organized, and that's why it was so hard for me to get used to this new system. I wasn't able to fit in with the people, and I always felt like an outcast. The reason would be, uh, people always ask me if I'm Sudanese because of my skin color, facial features, and because of how I was so new to the country. It was so obvious in how I act and how I followed the rules. <laughs> people looked at me as if I was an alien. They were so confused by what I did because in their world, they are not used to following rules and do whatever satisfies them. I was a person who goes out a lot, have an organized plan, and generally, I used to talk a lot and engage with many people. I wasn't able to do that in Sudan because of all the differences. So coming to Sudan put me in a state of shock and denial. In this timing, I was forced to change from being an extrovert to an introvert. Turning into an introvert was the beginning of my mindset change. I was able to focus on details that my past self would have never noticed. For example, friendships. I used to befriend anyone and everyone. Me too, me too. I used to think everyone is my best friend. Okay, okay, sorry, sorry. Continue. <laughs> we were such naive children. So what introversion taught me is to observe more. By doing so, I became more picky in choosing my friends, the people who I spend my life with. I started analyzing how people think through their actions and gave myself the time to understand. This helped me a lot in university. And generally, I became more mature and wise in all aspects of my life. It took me a while to get used to the differences. In fact, it took me years in the beginning, I used to blame my parents for bringing me to such a country. However, after the change of mindset that happened to me, I understood why my parents took this decision. I've learned to become more humble and started looking at things more positively. The surprising thing is that even the simplest things brought joy to my life. The simplest things brought joy to my life. That is one powerful statement, Aya. It resonates with me a lot. The most important thing I learned from Sudan is the fact that you can be happy no matter what situation you are in. No matter what you have and what you don't have. No matter what you eat and what you don't eat. What you wear and what you don't wear. I think both of us realize the important thing in life is the people you surround yourself with and not the materialistic things you own. That the right people, the right friendship can give your life more purpose and satisfaction compared to buying the newest iPhone, for example. 
seeing the state of Sudan, it gave me hope that I can be anything I want. I can be the first in many things, since Sudan is currently a developing country. Also, the amount of talented people I met here in Sudan are uncountable compared to when I was in Saudi. Many people here are aiming to become the best version of themselves. And it is so beautiful to have such a motivational source beside you at all times. It is in university where I met all of these beautiful souls and Aya as well. So Aya, what was your experience when it came to the time of university? The University of Medical Sciences and Technology. This is the period of my life where I could say I found myself. I was able to follow my childhood passion of studying architectural engineering, where I found some of the best people with creative minds and many things in common. Architecture truly is an interesting field where you learn from those around you as well. It is a community type of major. If you guys are interested, we can talk more about architecture and its mental effects on students in another Friday special episode. In my three years of university, I was able to meet my long life friends who understand me so well. They are the people who go through the thick and thin with me. They are three amazing people, Rova, Reem, and Isra. I also wanted to mention someone so dear to me who's always been there for me. We met back in eighth grade, Rawa. Thank you for being my sister. May God protect them all and keep them close to me. As Ruba always says, happiness is not a destination, but a state of mind we can cultivate and embrace. As we reach the end of our journey together, I hope you feel inspired and refreshed, as if you've taken a deep breath of the purest air that nature has to offer. Remember, happiness is not a destination, but a state of mind we can cultivate and embrace. By nurturing our creativity and finding solace in poetry and storytelling, we can tap into a wellspring of joy that resides within us all. Thank you for joining me today on this voyage of words and emotions. I encourage you to carry the light of happiness and peace that you've discovered here into your daily lives, spreading it like ripples in a calm lake, touching the hearts and minds of those around you. Before we part ways, I would like to express my deepest gratitude to each and every one of you, my dear friends, for your unwavering support. Your presence makes this journey worthwhile, and I hope to continue inspiring you in the pursuit of happiness and the celebration of creativity.
Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, and leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on my Instagram account at mindofrubba. Until we meet again, may your days be filled with joy, your hearts overflow with peace, and your minds dance with the beauty of endless possibilities. This has been the Mind of Rubba podcast, and I bid you farewell with a promise to return soon, ready to embark on another enchanting adventure together. Don't forget, the goal here is to smile.